Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Corporate Side Hustler Podcast. In today's episode, we'll be discussing how to define success. Now, my guest speaker today is a wife, stepmom, daughter, sister, friend, and life coach. But the most important role in her life is to be unapologetically herself. I'm excited to introduce to you my friend, Fran. Now, I met Fran at a networking event late 2019, and it was an instant connection. Fran shared with me that we are all conditioned through society, our family, religion, and all the experiences that we've had. And most of us use that to build our lives based on those unexamined, unconscious values that were imposed on us. For Fran, that was a comfort and stability, which landed her house in the suburbs and a six-figure job in corporate America. She worked in employee experience, helping leaders learn how to be better leaders because as the saying goes, we don't leave companies, we leave managers. So to do that, she became a certified professional coach where she learned that your deepest potential is tapped when you become your most authentic self. And that means challenging everything you thought you knew to discover what's true. Today, Fran and I are going to discuss how to define success to ensure you live out your version of a bold, shameless, and free life. All right, ladies, I am super excited about this topic that we're going to be diving into today. But before I share what that topic is, I want you all to meet my good friend, Fran. Um, And I already shared a little bit about who she is before we kicked off this episode, but I want you to hear personally from Fran who she is and what she is working on. Fran? Hi, guys. I am ladies. I am Fran Etienne. Thank you so much, Lisa, for that amazing introduction. Um, I'm a life coach. I am a new life coach. I used to be an executive leadership coach. and realized that that really wasn't who I wanted to be. So I switched directions completely in 2020 after leaving my corporate job in 2018 to become an executive coach. And now I am a full-blown life coach and I help women lead shameless, bold, and free lives. Ooh, shameless, bold, and free lives. I love that. And I know you and I were kind of riffing off this a little bit. You just celebrated something really special uh, recently. Would you mind sharing that with my audience? Sure. I celebrated my five-year wedding anniversary during this very interesting time. I was just sharing with Lisa that it is, I didn't share all of this with you, but like it started with this big party downtown with friends and family. Um, and then it morphed into maybe something smaller by the docks with friends and family, but then no party afterwards, then something in my backyard, and then with with at least efficient, and now, and then it was just me, my husband, and our tripod, and our camera back at the place where we got married, the Burnt Museum of Art, and um, and some strangers who decided to <laughs> pop into the video, which was so fun. So yeah, it was it was a really special moment, um, and we had to be really creative and flexible in how we were going to celebrate it because we love to celebrate. My husband after our wedding five years ago was like, "Let's do this every year." Like, um. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, maybe not every year, but yeah. <laughs> Well, I know you all are definitely going to start following Fran after this episode. So when you do start following her on the gram, you're going to be able to capture or catch this uh, recap of her renewing her vows. And it's the cutest thing. And it's literally what she just said. You'll actually see a stranger pop up into them renewing their vows. And she, her and her husband just rock it. It's like the coolest thing. They're like, yeah, go ahead, take a picture. 
we're all about meeting new friends and this is, this is us. So it's really, really great. And I think speaks to your, your character as well as for these characters. Also strangely, the guy didn't ask to take a picture like for us. He asked to take a picture for his dad. Is that what he said? I couldn't hear who he was taking it for. That's hilarious. Yeah, like he didn't offer to send it to us or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I just need this for myself and goodbye. <laughs> awesome. Good oh, times. You got to appreciate it. Well, again, I really, really appreciate you jumping on because my viewers can totally relate to either leaving corporate and starting your own business, or they're still in that spot of, Hey, I'm juggling the demanding corporate job and building my side hustle. And right now, I think whether we're in COVID-19 or not in COVID-19, a lot of us as women really struggle with how do we define success, especially when we start the side business or when we transition into a full-time entrepreneur and I just thought you would be a great person to bounce around this topic with. So curious, like when you think about that, like what, how do you define success? I'm going to steal this from a client, one of my first clients. She said, I, that she defined success and I'm feeling it as being myself and getting paid for it. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's it. That is it. So. My handle, my blog is all called Redefining Franny. And it's because I think we say these lofty things like success and be myself. And they sound super simple, but we've never even taken a second to define it for ourselves. So like there's that first level defining success in your terms. But then I say something like be myself and getting paid for it. Well, who is Fran? Who is Franny? Who is Franny? Right, right. like, and that's, just, it's like, it's a constant, like dive into that rabbit hole over and over and over. So, yeah. So it's funny is I would have never put it into those words of being myself and getting paid for it. But when I think about when I started this journey back in 2014, all I knew at that time was I wanted to create my own rules and I wanted to become my own boss. And I think that's very similar to what your client was sharing, which is I wanted I wanted just to be myself. Like I wanted not to be tied down to anything. And in my mind at that time, I didn't really have it tied to a number. Cause I think in corporate, you have like all these development plans and there has to be like this measurement. And it didn't feel like that for me. It just felt like, okay, how do I create what those rules should look like for me? What are my values, if you will? And how do I ensure that I'm living that every single day? So that way I look forward to being a coach. I look forward to working with the women that I'm looking that I'm working with as opposed to this is a means to pay my bills. Yes, and you take such inspired action. Like when I was in corporate, it felt like and it wasn't corporate in and of itself cuz like I I think we talked a little bit about this, but originally I was functioning under the values, I love that you said values of comfort and stability. Yep. And so I worked in corporate America and I had a beautiful house in the suburbs. And then once I started to do this kind of work of examining myself and examining who I was and working with the coach, um, I realized that I valued fun and flexibility far more than I valued comfort and stability. So I feel like the people on, you know, who are listening can relate to that because if they have a side hustle oftentimes it is kind of an answer to a question that they're that they have because I thought that my 
coaching business was just going to be a side hustle. I never thought I was going to be an entrepreneur. I actually broke up with someone for being I don't want to I don't want to go sidetracked I'm like actually a little curious like how that went down and what like what were you thinking or is it that it wasn't stable I was like I don't want to be broke (laughs) and goodbye on that note I would be curious so what were you I guess was there a point where you felt like you were getting that comfort and flexibility that you realized I want to magnify this and do it full time like, <laughs> no, I'm going to get, a, I'm going to get a little deep right now. I'm listening to this like really intense book that really kind of explores spirituality in a way that I hadn't thought of. So it's okay. like, it has me like all up in my thoughts, but I feel like my inner knowing is like, if you, if we, if you consider like God with, lies within us as us. So essentially we have that power of source within us so we can do incredible things. And that is a very scary place to walk into I, I was raised Catholic that feels a little bit skeptical that feels a little bit like you need to slow your roll you know there's only you know God is outside and you know whatever it's just everything right. is outside of us right. and so flipping that s- switch I realized though and I think everyone starts to realize that there are moments where their inner knowing there's something like larger than them like a force larger than them that is calling the shot and I felt that way when I quit my job because I was essentially trying to put band-aids on this bigger problem of not living in my values, which was I decided that I was going to start the side hustle, the answer to that question. Then I thought, okay, I also really hate living in the suburbs. I'm going to move downtown. Um, So my husband and I, we sold and renovated our house in like less than two weeks and sold it for asking within like 24, 72 hours of putting it on the market or something. Just a really... Like it just all happened so quickly. And as I'm moving, even more things. I was supposed to sell my house to move into another house. It wasn't even like I was really moving. I was moving downtown, but into a house. But then I decided, no, I don't want this. This house is going to be too expensive. We're going to go into this house, house for. I no longer want to move into this house. And then, but I'd already sold my house. So I was like, crap, I can't move into this house. (laughs) I can't go into this house or I can't live in my house but I can get out of this other house. So we got out of that other house and we ended up in a condo. And I was talking to my coach and she, I was, I, you know, I moved, I'd done all the things and I was supposed to be feeling liberated. And I was like, oh, I just don't want to go to work. I just really, I'm not happy. I just really, I can't, I want to quit my job. I don't want it to be a side hustle. I want to quit my job. And she asked me a very simple question, which was, well, how realistic is it for you to quit your job? And I was like, oh my God, I just sold my house and made six figures. Like it's kind of super realistic. I just made enough of my salary and more than my salary in one sale. I can quit my job right now. You know, so it was like the universe was put, like pulled me in out of this house by like by showing me a shiny new thing that then decided that would be too expensive and it's a ridiculous idea right at the moment where it was impossible to go back and right in the moment where I was, thinking that those two things weren't even related and then all of a sudden I had a yeah. savings plan yeah. that I hadn't even thought of or I, I wasn't even that I didn't know I was like because originally all that money was going to go to the other house yeah. and then I had it so it was like oh wait I can quit my job so it was a it was not a um comfort stability move it was right in the middle of no you like fun and flexibility 
And so you need to go live a fun and flexible life by shattering all the comfort <laughs> and stability that you had. You have built around you. But what I love, it goes back to what you said, which is your purpose as a life coach. It's, it's helping women shamelessly be bold and live these free, this free life. So you, you did a bold thing. And you did it shamelessly. You're like, hey, I wasn't realistically thinking how I could do this, but this feels right. And even though I only have one client, I know this is what I want. So I'm I'm doing it. That's like really badass. Like I'm like super jealous thinking this because I'm like, all right, can we sell this house? <laughs> what can we do, Jay? Let's talk after this. Don't Pat, don't don't give him my number. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is yeah every time Fran and I talk my husband's like what are we doing after we talk to, you talk to Fran because I convinced him to do an RV too which is another topic for another day but anyway I'm so happy about that. My, my, I mean my husband feels the same I called him in the middle of the day I think it was noon and I like we all do when we don't really love our jobs I was watching a YouTube video yeah. and I called him and I was like babe I don't want to sell the house anymore. I don't think we should buy this next house anymore. I think we're making all the wrong decisions. <laughs> Mind <laughs> you, we had just like renovated our home on oh. like this crazy, it was such a crazy story on this like crazy budget and sold it. And uh, and he was like, okay, I'm going to step outside. So I, I guess just thinking about what you just shared too, it was, I think it looks like that moment that you had clarity is when your coach asked you how realistic it is. Um, and I wrote that down because I feel like that's such an important question that sometimes when we hear the word success, we, we always think it has to be quantitative as opposed to what's realistic, like what's realistic right now. Like when we think of COVID-19, what could you realistically do right now in your business? And if I use your words, that gives you comfort and flexibility if those are your two values. Yes. And, but I would say that it's all about pr- perspective, right? Like I was living in a place where I felt like it wasn't, it, nothing was linear. Like I was having these, like my coaching business was wholly separate from my new house for so long, just because I just, they were on opposite side. Like when I was talking to my coach about it, I was just kind of telling her about it in passing um, because that wasn't a focus. So I think what opened up my perspective to even see the possibilities of quote unquote, what's realistic is I actually felt like it was the imagination, the, the possibility, because what made me realize that coaching could be my full-time job, because I needed to know that, like the comfort and stability part of me needed to know before I made that decision that I could at least come to a level of comfort and stability in coaching, um, was going to, like I went to a couple events and I started to like, honestly, this lady came on stage and said, I'm charging $35,000 for this speech right now and I was like what <laughs> like why <laughs> why are we paying you that like yeah like my my corporation was like sponsoring part of this program and I was like what and then she was like yeah Michelle Obama charges $250,000 for her speeches and the only thing that she is an expert on is her life and the only thing I'm an expert on is my life and I was like well I can be an expert on my life right I am. <laughs> and so I started like the possibility of the financial aspect of, of that became real. So I feel like it's, it's your perspective needs to change your, or your perspective changes once you realize like the bigger picture, you know, like sometimes we tell ourselves like, well, coaches don't make any money or whatever your side hustle is, doesn't make enough money. So I have to do two things. 
And for me, seeing the possibility of what was, what could be, I was like, huh. So I could make the kind of money I'm making in corporate, in corporate America or even more and easier, easier according to me. Cause you know, obviously not everyone thinks that public would, they would rather pay $35,000 than get on stage. But right, for me, right. that wasn't, that wasn't, you know, I was like, I could do that. You have to, I had to see that possibility. I had to see it. So, um, I think we keep our eyes limited and like when we don't have a broader perspective. And so to your point, I think the question, questions in general, like working, having someone coach or not coach husband, like my husband's asked me questions that have blown my mind, but questions in general, just challenging what you think, you know, opens up a world of possibility. I feel like you're giving me life coaching right now, as you're saying, (laughs) so I appreciate this. So I know for a fact that my listeners are as well. And it's making me think too, then like, what's the perspective right now, right? During this time, because I think a lot of women have been really struggling with, all right, I've been building this business and I think this is what I want. I think I can make it work. I think I could potentially match my corporate salary. I think I could potentially leave, but now COVID's here. And now there's kind of this feeling of, I don't know if I can still offer services because people are being laid off, but I guess it's perspective, right? It's perspective on how you flip it with, how you show up still and how the success shifts because it may not be about rolling in a new client. It might just be about the value that you're bringing during this time. Yes. And if you're more practical, like, like the emotional, I feel good perspective, but I'm listening to this book. This is marketing by uh, Seth Godin. Godin, I always say, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. but um, one line that really stuck with me was if a thousand people paid you exactly what you wanted would you be fine and I would be so fine if a thousand people I'd be on for fine. my life right now right yeah <laughs> Me too. Yeah. and so he's like that's a point zero 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 one you know whatever it was of the population so yes that from an emotional standpoint is a lovely view but also sometimes challenging it's just like honestly I, I actually did this exercise it write 10 ways someone could pay for my service right now 10 ways that someone can pay for your services right now. Yeah. Depending on what you need. It's like, well, like if they're not, if you know, and this is, I could say they're assuming that they had the money or assuming that they didn't have the money, but either way they would have to figure it out. So it, could they, could they take it out of savings? Could they, you know, could they take some of their retirement money? Could they just budget it in? Like, you know, it doesn't have to be anything profound, but once you realize, Oh wow, I just listed 10 ways someone could pay for my, services game changer yeah like you're just challenging the beliefs that you keep putting on yourself it can be like whatever your level is sometimes because sometimes I can feel very pragmatic like I need steps so that list helps but other times I feel very like to your point like emotional like I need to know like I'm bringing so much value so even though you know I'm charging this price in this time like I would pay this because you know, the value of coaching is out of this world, you know? So whatever like works for you, however you like to challenge. It's different. And I guess like, as I'm hearing you and it's what I appreciate about how you're approaching this, it's, it's removing the emotion and just being a little bit more practical because writing on the 10 ways someone can pay you, it's really going to challenge you to think differently. And I don't know if it's, if it's just me, but I wonder if it's, if you've been in corporate for more than three years, I feel like you become programmed to have steps. You become programmed to feel as though 
you have like in order to charge this, you should be providing some type of system or value in order to be compensated for that. And I know that's something I've had a hard time breaking away from is when you're creating your own rules and becoming your own boss, you don't need to be so corporate. Like this is your way of, am I making sense? Yes. Um, you know, I, corporate America don't reinvent the wheel. Right. You know, Color whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I can't think of other corporate jargon, but yeah, absolutely. Two things. One, the value that you're going to bring and maybe even writing down the 10 things that like the 10 valuable pieces that you bring to the table through whatever your services is worth it. Because in the corporate world, even people are, you know, broken down into dollars and cents. And there's nothing wrong with that because you need some kind of KPI, you need some kind of key performance indicator. But I think the most important thing, even in the corporate world, which you see in HR, is are we measuring the right thing? Yeah. So you, I, you know, there's so much you can learn from corporate, but corporations work on our machines who like kind of like grow like this like circle around it. So there is so much information packed in their history that, yeah. and, and within all the people that, yeah, don't reinvent the wheel because someone else, you know, there's, you know, more people could have done this before, but in your own company, there is no wheel. You're creating the wheel. You haven't even created the spokes, you know, so there's no, like, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's hard. It, and even though there are so many ways, you know, and there are so many opportunities and options, like there, there's still so many options. You have to figure out what works for you. So that is one, you know, it is very different from corporate America, but also you're not measuring the same thing yeah. in corporate America as you are in your company. Like I coach my clients for an hour to an hour and a half, but I spend so much time working on them, you know, and like, even if like with between the, the conversations between messages, even if that adds up to a couple hours, it's nothing like as a coach, my whole job is to continue to A, be the shameless, bold, free person myself, which takes a hell of work. You know, I, I, I absolutely believe that we teach what we need most. And so I'm a student and a learner. And the other piece of that too is like the research of it. Like no one reads, like none of my clients read as many books as I read and listens to it, listen to as many personal development <laughs> things as I do, like go to pay as much money to go to personal development conferences as I do. And I, you know, and I'm doing that for me, but I'm also doing that and bringing this synthesis to them in all that is me as a coach, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Last year alone, I spent $10,000 in coaching services outside of my coach. Right, right. So there's so much more added into that. And in corporate America, they have accounted for that in so many ways with their really smart people in finance. But I think it's harder for us because it's just a number like spat down, you know, in HR when you're trying to figure out like what to pay someone. Yep, yep what feels like an arbitrary scale. Um, but you know, that has tons of research packed behind that. Just like every service that you do has all of you packed behind it when you're an entrepreneur. I mean, it's so real and everything that you're saying, and I hope my listeners are tuning, honing in on this specifically because as a corporate individual and to the few males that listen to me, I want to make sure I include you guys in here too. I think there are so many times we sat at that table, at that meeting, on that conference call, wishing 
that we could come up with a, a new system, wishing that we could create something new, wishing that we didn't have a rollout or initiative that was giving us the step-by-step -step best practices on how to execute it. And everything you're saying right now is like, we literally get to do that at any stage in our business. That's truly how you're defining success is it's you building it. And then each time it evolves based off whatever's happening in current state. What is beautiful and brutal, honestly, um, about a brand new business and entrepreneur is that it's like we're a phoenix every day. Like this feeling from corporate America, what got you here won't get you there. Yep. And <laughs> the level up as an entrepreneur happens like second by second, day by day. Like you are burning ideas and thoughts and beliefs of who you had yesterday to be who you need to be tomorrow. Yeah. Who you need to step into today because you're, you know, in corporate America, it's like, it's like this invisible hand. Like I, some of the money stories I had to work through was like that paycheck just, just came on time. Like whether I was like there all both weeks or not, or, you know, like I didn't have to ask for it really. Right. Right. And every dollar that comes in as an entrepreneur, especially at first, it feels like, God, I worked so, so hard. hard for that <laughs> <to come. laughs> yep. Like it's so exhausting. So Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys are hearing all of this. Uh, Fran is giving you guys so many different nuggets that I hope that you guys are jotting down. Definitely hit us up on Instagram. We're going to share some handles with you in a second. But if you do decide to create that list of 10 ways someone can pay you for your services, whether it's during COVID-19, whether it's after COVID-19, you just want someone to look at it. Don't hesitate to reach out to myself or Fran. I'm sure Fran will be more than happy to look at it. And two, she is a life coach and she's helping individuals shamelessly go bold into the lives that they want to live. So Fran, on that note, how can people get connected with you? Yeah, um, I. you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Redefining Franny, Franny with a Y. Um, you can sign up for my newsletter. It's a vlog, Signs of a Budding Entrepreneur. You can sign up through my Instagram or Facebook. And my most recent, most exciting endeavor, especially now during COVID and reaching a larger audience, is my new Facebook group. Mm -hmm. It's called Your Life Redefined, Shameless, Bold, and Free. Mm. Um, you can find it if you follow me on Redefining Franny on Facebook or just look up Your Life Redefined um, in group and join and you'll see me there live a couple times a week. It's it's the place where I like to have more of a conversation. Um, I throw up some topics, people share some information and then um, I go live and have a bit of a discussion. Love yeah. it. Love it. Thank you, Fran. And everyone, all of this information will be in the show notes. So if you were writing and you weren't sure of the spelling of something, don't worry, we got you covered. It will be there below this episode. But Fran, honestly, thank you so much with just having this chat with us and being able to share all of your knowledge. And I look forward to the new connections that you get from this. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, you're, you're one of my favorites. You're incredible. Thanks, my friend. Same to you. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, here's what I want you to do. Take a quick screenshot of you listening to the Corporate Side Hustler podcast and upload the image to your Instagram stories and tag me in it at 
the corporate side hustler. I would love to hear from you and connect with you on Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you the same time next week. Until then, enjoy the rest of your day. Bye for now.